Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Believe in the Jaguars right here on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. And of course, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. James Johnson, the managing editor of the Jaguars Wire over on USA Today. And Jay, as we were going through our week, you know, planning out this podcast, wondering what are we going to talk about this week so we can bring the listeners top notch quality content as we do each and every single week. So we get a email that we are going to have the opportunity to speak with one Jaguar legend, Maurice Jones-Drew. And Jay, we were obviously very ecstatic, and we are excited for everybody to hear this conversation we had with MJD. And I told you this whenever you know we found out that he was going to come on. You know, I was like, I am going to have to try very hard not to completely geek out. Because as you know, as you guys may know, listening, of course, have you been with us for a while? For those of you that have been with us for a while, you know, sometimes the journalism and the fandom, they, they mix, you know, they kind of come together at certain points. So this was something we were very, very excited about, Jay. And, you know, Mojo couldn't have been more gracious with his time. And he was an awesome conversation. So I'm excited for everybody to hear it. Repeating the trend of something I've said for the last few podcasts, it feels like and it honestly does feel like each podcast, at least the ones we have on a guest, uh, ups the next one, which is that's that's crazy to say, man, because we, we had on some some good guests in the past. So uh, like you said, man, so gracious of his time. And not only that, just the um, his love for Jacksonville, uh, what he's done on the field, gracious of uh, all of the analysis he provided us on the podcast and not just that, but, you know, provided us on NFL Network, and, um, you know, he's vouched for the Jags many, many times on NFL Network, and that's hard to find in this um, this realm of, of journalism, as we're finding out, because we got the first overall pick, and people st- seem to still hate us, but <laughs> uh, that's another conversation for another time, but yeah, man, MJD was a blast to have on, um, and as always, you know, we appreciate all the support that everybody's been giving us. Appreciate y'all tuning in to this episode. Feel free to rate, comment, subscribe, and share it when we get it up on Friday. And uh, yeah, man, um, like you, man, I, the, I, it was hard to suppress the fandom and uh, just just be yeah. a journalist for a change. I mean, but hey, at the end of the day, man, it was a knockout interview, and I hope the people enjoy it. You mentioned his love for Jacksonville, which is still very, very apparent. And that shines through in this conversation. You guys will hear it. So again, as, as Jay mentioned, you know, it seems as if these guests get better and better. And that's how we want it to be. And, and honestly, we couldn't do it without you guys. Honestly, everybody that's listening and those that have gone out of their way to head over to Apple Podcasts, leaving five-star reviews, that lets us know that you're listening, lets us know that you're enjoying the content, people reaching out on social media. Guys, thank you so much. Honestly, like I said, we can't do this without you, and we wouldn't be able to bring on guests like Maurice Jones-Drew without this audience. So thank you guys so much. Again, if you're enjoying the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave that five-star review. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, 
Of course, we are available at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast as part of the awesome Believe Podcast library. You can tweet the show at Believe in Jags Pod. You can also find us on Instagram at Believe in Jags Pod. You can find me pretty much anywhere at Phil the Filipino, F-I-L-I-P-I-N-O. And Jay is over at Sports Grind underscore Don. So, Jay, we're going to get into this conversation with Maurice Jones-Drew in just a moment. But first, we want to give a shout out to the people that help us keep the lights on here I believe in the Jaguars. And first, you know, we're talking about OGs, Jay. We got to talk about Bet Online, right? You know, Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The Masters are here. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Also, WrestleMania coming up this weekend. You can actually place bets on those matches, both nights of WrestleMania. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And also, we want to give a shout out to a new sponsor here, Jay, and that's Monster Bass. You know, it's really interesting and also really, really good timing, Jay, as far as Monster Bass coming into, you know, the supporting the podcast and sponsoring the podcast, because I've wanted to get back into fishing. It's really relaxing. I'm terrible at it. I don't know about you, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited that they're on, on board here, I believe. Absolutely. I mean, I agree with you. Me and you have had this conversation. I haven't been fishing in like 15 years, but I mean, we live in locations where you could do just that and and have a good time and doing it in the South here in South Georgia, Southwest Georgia, in my case, and in your case in Jacksonville, Florida, which is known for fishing, right? Exactly. And that's why we're excited about our newest sponsor, Monster Bass. Monster Bass is the fun and affordable way to get the best new baits from the fishing industry's top brands delivered to your door each month. You get a premium subscription fishing company that handpicks the best baits based on where you live and fish. No more guessing on which baits are going to work. Just leave it to the pros at Monster Bass. Basically, it's like having your own personal fishing guide, and it's changing the way bass fishermen shop for baits. They're quickly becoming the number one fishing brand of anglers everywhere. They got the best baits from the best brands, and you're covered by the industry's best customer service. So if you want to catch bigger bass this season, head on over to MonsterBass.com and use the code JAGS10 to get $10 off your first box. Sign up for Monster Bass now. And with all the housekeeping out of the way, folks, I know what you came here for is our discussion with Maurice Jones-Drew. So let's get right into it. All right, folks. So here we are for this week's very, very special episode of Believe in the Jaguars. And we're bringing in our guest, Mitt and Jay, man. You and I have been so excited about this. We've been teasing it on social media ever since we heard about it. So Maurice Jones-Drew, of course, former Jacksonville Jaguar NFL Network analyst. You can find him over on Twitter at MJD. Uh, thanks again for setting the time aside. We really, really appreciate it. Hope you're doing well. Hope you and your family are safe. And uh, yeah, let's let's get into it because, man, it's, it's a pretty exciting time to be a Jaguar fan for the, for the first time in, in quite a while. And uh, we want to talk about one of the bright spots of the team first, which is James Robinson. You know, a lot of people around here have been kind of comparing him to when, when you were here, you know, your time here with the team. And, you know, what did you think about his rookie campaign? And also, how do you think, you know, he can improve going forward too? Yeah, you know, uh, it's crazy. I scouted him coming out, uh, Illinois State, and I was kind of like, I don't, he, he, his, he came out of a pro style system, um, but they didn't really showcase him catching the ball out of the back, but they didn't really showcase his abilities. And so, he slipped in the draft, but, you know, opportunity always presents itself in, in, in the NFL. And so he took the, the opportunity once they cut Leonard Fournette, they, they gave him an opportunity. He, he went to work and I love his game. He's exciting in the open field. He's tough to tackle, great contact balance. 
Um, excellent acceleration through contact. Uh, he caught the ball really well out of the backfield. He was the one bright spot for the Jags offensively this year, which was, you know, sucked, but it was also good to see. Also, they the receivers played well um, this season. But, you know, from a fantasy perspective, he was a fantasy-relevant guy. But I, I think as a Jags organization, you know, that's, that, that, that sucks, right? And, and the reason I say it sucks is that this guy goes undrafted. He ends up being your best player on offense. What are we doing, right? And so that's where I kind of get a little messed up. Love that he showed up and played well, but scouting department, like how is this guy your best player and he goes undrafted? What about the yeah. guys that you drafted that didn't play well, you know? And, and so how do you fix those things? I think Urban Meyer is going to step in. Um, and they're kind of fixing that as they go right now. And, and so I'm excited to see, you know, there is a lot of excitement, but it's still a little, still a little nerve wracking because we've been here before. Right. We, I mean, when I played, it was like this, like, Oh, new coach, new GM, here we go. Like, no, <laughs> it doesn't always work. Right. So yeah. you, um, you know, excited. Yes. Because urban has a track record of success excited. Yes. Because you're, you know, you're going to get Trevor Lawrence the number one overall pick nervous. Yes. Because I have to see what you do in those second, third, fourth, fifth round guys that you're able to build this roster up. Yeah, definitely. As you mentioned, you know, just a huge bright spot. And I, I have to also give credit to, to Jay here because he was talking about James Robinson making the team, you know, right when they, he had heard that, you know, he was coming here, which is great. I also want to ask you as well, because you've mentioned this before. I was listening to another uh, podcast interview you did with uh, the Not Just a Game podcast. So you had mentioned there was that story going around about James Robinson and the scout here that was like, there's no way he's still available. We we actually got that story di uh, directly from Daniel Jeremiah a couple of months back. And man, I just love that story. And I think it's really cool that that was kind of like making its rounds around the media. That's it, it is, you know, um, you know, Listen, I, I we played. I played with a guy by the name of Montel Owens, who was an undrafted guy out of Maine. Uh, played, I want to say, twelve years in the in the in the National Football League. Um, and so you get those surprises. You get those guys that pop in and pop out. But to me, it's like you, they knew that they were they had issues with Leonard Fournette. Why not take a flyer on him later in the round so that you knew you had him right later in the draft? I mean, right. you know. Um, and those guys you did take later in those rounds. There's a linebacker you took in the fourth round that really didn't play. Um, there's a tight end you took the year before that really didn't play, right? Like, you need to start – you have to be able to identify guys, not necessarily their, their athletic ability and their playing ability, but their mental ability, right? Like, mm -hmm. are you tough enough to play football, right? Is this something that you love and that you're willing to do? And James Robinson showed that uh, the mental fortitude of not only – having to go through OTAs virtually, right? Learning a, 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 a pro system away, training away, coming to training camp and literally working your way through training camp to end up being the number one guy. Uh, and I think that just the situation fit itself, right? The Jags knew, you know, last year they were, they were stocking up picks. They're trying to get picks. They, they knew it wasn't going to be the best season. Um, and they were going to give a lot of young guys opportunity. And, and so that's why I say operate. It, it's funny how it works out. Um, and it worked out well for James Robinson that he, he went to a team that was going to give him an opportunity to play. Sometimes teams don't give you that opportunity. Uh, but it is awesome that that scout was like his, I think it was like his wife was like, well, that guy, James Robinson is yeah. still there. And he's like, what? He should be gone. Right. It's awesome to see that, you know, his wife is involved as much as he is as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, again, a really, really cool story. And, you know, I, I'm still kind of learning. I'm trying to get to where Jay is in terms of learning the nuances of the game, but, I, I turned on the film of James Robinson and I was just like, how in the world 
did this guy get to get to this point? You know, and again, it's great that he has this opportunity. I think the tight end you're talking about is Josh Oliver, no longer on the team. We just shipped him to Baltimore. Baltimore. And then I think maybe the linebacker you're referring to, Shaq Quarterman, maybe the local local guy. Quincy Quincy Williams. Williams. Quincy Williams, Williams, who they drafted a couple, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like those, those hurt you when you draft guys like that in the early rounds and they don't play. In early rounds, it's four and up, right? You know, I, to me, I, I, being in, in, as an analyst now and being a scout and guy that, that, that does certain things, um, I believe if you draft a guy, you draft him to come in and play, right? You don't draft him to sit the bench. You don't draft him to play special teams unless it's a kicker or a punter. You draft these guys to come in and compete and play right away. And if you do that, you have that opportunity to be successful. I, I actually do the color commentating for the Rams, uh, the Los Angeles Rams, and that's how they draft. Yeah. They draft you to come in and play right now, right? They trade for Jalen Ramsey to come in and play right now. And they draft for guys to come in right now to play. They're not about the rebuilding process. They're about, they're about making it happen today. And I think that's where the Jaguars have to get to is where everything is about winning today, right? We're making moves to win, not four or five years from now, not being two years away uh, from being two years away, but to be, be in that situation, be in that window and create that window every day. And so that's, you know, that that's been the tough part about being a Jags fan, being an ex player there. Um, it's just the mindset of we're going to rebuild, rebuild. We've been rebuilding since 2009. Or is that make, is that about right? Like, that's, yeah. 2008, yeah. yeah. Just 2017. We had that run 2017. We had that run. Right. And then we went to rebuild right after that. Like, Oh, we don't want this. We're going to rebuild this thing by like, no, you, you don't get to that. That is not how you play this game of football. That's not how you manage an organization or a team. You manage it by doing the best you can to win today. Hey, folks, hope you're enjoying this discussion with Maurice Jones, Drew. Really quick, I wanted to tell you guys something you may not know about me. I don't relax well. You know, with my crazy life, it's just hard for me to shut off my brain and chill. I overthink. I get easily stressed out and it effing sucks. So I did my homework and found Sunday Scaries, which are delicious and vitamin boosted CBD gummies. They become a must-have in my daily routine, and they chill me out in just about 20 minutes. Basically, they help me take the edge off so I can maintain my composure and live scare-free. And there's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that's okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday Scaries is in the stress-relieving business, not the stress-causing business. I got you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com and use my promo code JAGS for your discount. That's promo code JAGS for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're effing amazing, and you won't regret joining their squad. Now let's get back to our conversation with Maurice Jones-Drew. It's funny, too, you mentioned that, Mojo, because not only did they rebuild, and if you look at Dave Caldwell's tenure, right, he rebuilt the team and got to rebuild one again, basically. Like, how many times do you see that? That's what, and me and Phil have long said it. Dave Caldwell almost got a decade to get things right, and he also had the opportunity to uh, go back and get the right quarterback when they found out Blake Borders wasn't the right guy and they still didn't take advantage of it. And look, I mean, now, unfortunately he, you know, he doesn't have a job. Yeah. And, and that's, that's part of this game. And that's what, um, you know, the NFL is a production based business, right? I knew that as a player, I knew that when my time was coming to an end, like if I can't produce the way I want to, I probably could have played four or five more years, but if it wasn't to the standard that I set, then why even go out there and do it, if that makes sense? Um, And so I think a lot of these younger GMs, these younger coaches who are coming in, they're all about winning now because they know 
that that's what it's all about. You don't get time to rebuild. If you look at Bruce Arians, everywhere he's gone, when he was in Indianapolis, when he took over for Chuck Pagano, they won. They went to the playoffs. He goes to Arizona. Guess what? They go to the playoffs. He goes to Tampa Bay. Guess what? They don't go the first year, and then they make moves to go to the playoffs and win a Super Bowl the next year. That's what it's about. All the rebuilding stuff, that's out the window for me. I don't, I don't believe in rebuilding. I, be, I, be, I believe in reloading, retooling to go make a run uh, at a Super Bowl. Absolutely. Well, you, you've already, you know, uh, a lot of that success is, of course, going to depend on the guy in charge, which goes to Jay's first question. Yep. And uh, for those of you just tuning in, we got on MJD, Maurice Jones, Drew, uh, legendary running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars and NFL Network analyst. You can follow him at MJD on Twitter. So, um, MJD, man, I got a question in terms of Urban Meyer, who you have talked about a little bit. If you would, though, could you like just go a little bit more in depth and in terms of what he means for the city of Jacksonville and acquiring him. And, uh, you know, why is it, if at all, why is it that you feel that he could be successful in the NFL? Because there's a lot of people uh, that have question marks about that. Well, the only only thing you do is go off the history of a coach and and what he's done wherever he's been, right? Um, When you look at Urban Meyer, when he was at the University of Utah, they went to the BCS and they won with Alex Smith. Alex Smith is a first-round draft pick. He goes to Florida. We know what he did in Florida. All those guys come out, top draft picks. They win national championships. You know, he gets Tim Tebow. We know that connection with Jacksonville. I think that's important um, as well. He leaves there, goes to Ohio State. Guess what? Gets Ohio State back on track. So he knows how to build a program. And just because um, we call these organizations, it's still a program, right? You're still building a program. You're doing it differently. And he's learning that, right? Like, in free agency, he thought that he's going to be able to talk to guys and raw. No, no, no. This is about cash. This is about straight money, right? Like, I think that's what Randy Moss said, straight cash, homie. Like, that's what you're about. So you have to tweak that a little bit, but he knows how to get guys to play for him. He knows how to get guys to, to push to their max. And that's the most important thing. He knows how to have a foundation and build off that. Um, when you talk with guys um, that come from those colleges and those type of things, you're going to grind. You're going to work hard. You're going to put that the work in, but he's going to give you all the tools to be successful, right? And I think that's the most important thing is that he's going to make sure that he dives in, understands what the players want, understand, uh, uh, get the players to understand what he wants, and then they move forward as a, as a team. And so from my understanding, talking with people in the building over the last couple of months, it's a completely different energy there um, from what it was beforehand. I mean, it's just, it's just different. And so um, it's exciting to see. I think, again, that's the exciting part of it. Now we want to know, can you, can, can that produce wins like it did in Florida? Can that produce wins like they did at Utah and Ohio State? Can those, can this excitement that we feel and that we're ready for produce wins? You have a ton of draft picks, right? You have a ton of capital cash-wise. You have an owner that's willing to spend whatever it takes to win. Can you make it happen? And I believe he can. And I'll, I, I believe he can. Yeah, I agree. I mean, because you can feel that there is a new sense of, um, you know, in, in terms of uh, a high energy going on there. You know, they it's just the simple stuff as, you know, you look on like IG and Josh Allen's posting the new signage they got up and Josh Allen interacting with Urban Meyer. Um, It seems like, you know, just the players uh, themselves, like just have a connection with him already. And he hasn't even, you know, had his first game, uh, which is telling, you know, in itself. Um, But because, as you said, right. Uh, we always have looked at the Jaguars as an organization, as a team, and not so much as a program. And it's been a long time since the Jaguars have felt like a program, dating back probably back to the days when you were there, 
it kind of felt like a program then. Uh, but since that time, it hasn't felt like that. And I think we got away from that as an organization and the fans have been away from that for so long that, you know, it just kind of flew our head over our heads that, hey, this is what they need. They need to build this thing like a program. As you said, it's a little different than a college program because money plays into effect. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'm excited myself. The players are excited, and we'll we'll see where it goes. So I'm going to toss the next question to Phil. Yeah, and just to touch on that, and this is a conversation we also had with Austin Lane, right, when he came on a couple of, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, you're looking at things like, oh, cool, we got – they're adding pools, and they're adding this these scoreboards, and there's a dog park. Well, how, that's not helping us win, though. Like, I think it, it distracted us for a little bit, right? And everyone's like, oh, cool, an owner – that wants to invest in the town or invest in the team. And then, but then now all of a sudden we're not winning. And now we're at the point where, you know, we were banging our hands on the table and he brings in urban Meyer was so, you know, definitely exciting for uh, at least in that respect, for sure. But let me get to the, uh, of course, you know, who is going to be the man of the hour come the end of the month, which of course, I, I don't know if you know this, but they're not allowed to say him, uh, say his name in the ticket office. So they refer to him as 16 uh, in the ticket office whenever they're talking with prospective season ticket owners, uh, ticket holders. Um, so, you know, what do you just think about what's this mean for the franchise? You know what I mean? You know, of course, we're coming off of Blake Bortles and then Gardner Minshew. And, you know, what do you think this means for the city of Jacksonville and also this franchise? It's a crapshoot when you take a guy at one. I mean, if you look at all the guys that went one, I think there's a board of all the quarterbacks that went in the top five. I want to say none of them are on the same team. Two have been traded. Uh, or three have been traded, four have been kind of released and gone on their way. So it's it's a crapshoot when you're in that situation. I think Baker Mayfield's the only one that's still on their team. So that 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 is where you kind of that's kind of just the, the play of it, right? That's just how it is. That's how it goes. And the reason that is is because the team isn't just built and ready for it, right? Like he can be a talented player, but if you don't have the, the guys to protect him, the guys that go and get the ball, he's going to be average, right? The NFL is about the quarterback is a one position that. They get paid a lot of money and they have a lot of weight on their shoulders, but they need everything around them to be perfect in order to work. Right. They need a, They need protection. They need guys that can go get it. So you have to make sure when you draft him that you have guys that can go and get the ball. I see you sign Marvin Jones. You have a bunch of other guys in the room that can go play. Now it's about protecting this young man not allowing him to get hit constantly, right? And so you got to make sure you hit on those picks when you go out and try, draft offensive linemen and tight ends and different pieces like that. And so, yeah, uh, when you watch Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he's been one of the top guys for a long time. Uh, I have said some things about him uh, on Twitter because I just think you just can't, in December, you can't be like, oh, we're just taking Trevor Lawrence. You just can't do that to me, right? You haven't done your due diligence on Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, who's from Jacksonville, Trey Lance. You just can't be like, oh, this is the guy we're taking without doing your due diligence. Or how about Kyle Pitts, right? Or how about, like, you could take a quarterback in the second round because those guys have been successful. Derek Carr, right? You have other Jimmy Garoppolo. There's other guys that have been drafted. Like Tom Brady was a six-round pick, right? So you don't have to always draft a quarterback uh, in the top 10. And so I said that, and I got a lot of backlash from it, but it's about doing your due diligence. It's about understanding. I, I think when the Jags went and drafted Blake Bortles, they were like, we just need a quarterback and this is going to be our guy. Instead, you pass up on Khalil Mack. You pass up on some other guys that ended up being ballers when you could have got a Teddy Bridgewater or a Derek Carr in the second round, right? Maybe the, the, the organization looks completely different at, at that aspect of it. So to me, it's, it's you have to make sure that you dive in and understand what he can do well, what he can't do well, and you tailor your offense to what he can do well, and you try to improve his weaknesses. And so 
uh, to me, we obviously is going to be Trevor Lawrence. We know that that's where they're going. Um, the question is, how do you build this team around him? And so uh, going back to kind of um, you were talking about the dog parks and the pools and all that stuff. I remember being there my last year when my last two years, Shad was there and we would talk and he was kind of like, how do you, what do we need to do? Like, how do we market and get more people in the stands? And I'm like, look, there, you could, you could put an amusement park in the stadium. If you're not winning, nobody's going to show up because that's what the main attraction is wins. And so that's the most important thing. You don't have to spend millions of dollars on this marketing team. You don't have to do that. You don't. You really don't. If you're a consistent winner, guess what? People show up. New England in the 90s, they weren't a good team. But they became a consistent winner. They sell out all the time. Even that when they're horrible last year, they still sell out, right? Because they, they, they've been a consistent, there's been a consistency of winning. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they've been a consistency of winning. And so that is what it's about. You have to win in order to do this. And so wins come with drafting talented players, yes, coaching those guys up, getting them better, and then continue to stack up those players, was adding more and more players on top of it. And, and, and I thought this free agency class was a really good one. Uh, I'm very, I'm happy that they didn't really overpay guys because the Jags have done that in the past, right? Which has hurt the locker room, which has hurt the team in the, in the long run because those guys don't pan out. And, and I'll say this because I've said this before, but money runs everything in the National Football League, right? If you get paid a lot of money, you become the leader of the team. People look up to you, no matter who you are, how good you are or how bad you are. And so when you pay a guy, he better be worth every penny that you paid him. If he's not worth every penny, let's say if you pay him $90 million, he's worth 89, 900,099 and not the, not the 90 million guys are going to be like, I can't mess with him. They're paying guys. I'm better than he is. Why don't I get compensated that way? And that messes up your locker. And so people need to under, like, that's something that I always try to, to appeal to fans is yes, you want these big free agents, but they have to play well. You can't miss on, uh, we had the Julius Thomas miss. We had the Jared Odrick miss. We had all these guys we missed. And then you hit on Calais Campbell, right? And then the Jags, you hit on Calais, and all of a sudden you take off and you win. You hit on Barry Church for a couple of years, you take off and win. You hit on uh, okay. Gibson, you take off and win, right? Like So you have to hit on guys that play well and go. But you can't pay A.J. Bouye and not Jalen Ramsey. You see what I'm saying? Like, you can't do that. Yep. Because you can't have Jalen cover the number one receiver all over the place making pennies compared to what A.J. Bouye is making. That doesn't work. And so when you're when you're building this team and getting back to Trevor Lawrence, when you draft him number one overall, guess what? He better come in every day, go to work. He better be the first one in, the last one out. He better make all the correct – you know, he can make mistakes. You can't make the same mistake twice because players are looking at those type of things. So it's a lot of pressure that they're going to put on Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, the beautiful thing about it is – He's played under this pressure his whole career since he's been in high school. He's been the number one quarterback in the country. Goes to Clemson, wins the national titles, always competing for those top things. So hopefully that carries over to the Jaguars. Yeah, absolutely. And again, um, it's, it's not just going to be Trevor. I think I hope, you know, I'm hoping that everybody listen, listening to this knows that. And, and definitely just like just like you, we were very high on the on the draft class, bummed about Tyson, but also totally understandable you know we were very excited to see him come back but you give a guy a little bit of time it, i'm a mavericks fan so it just 
brought me back to DeAndre Jordan. I was like, oh my God, it's happening again. Well, <laughs> but, I, you know, the, definitely the thing with Tyson him. is Tyson's a, a family man. And, and, you know, I've spoken with him a little bit. He loves Pittsburgh. He built a yeah. house there, right? Like that, that's important to him. Uh, he has, you know, he loves it there. It seems like, like he, ha- he, he plans on spending a lot of time there in the, in the near uh, future. And so um, that means a lot to him. When I was in Jacksonville with him, we lived in the same community. And he's a family-oriented guy. And so his kids are in school there. They're playing football. They're doing other sports there. You know, they they have with their life. And so that happens sometimes. And it's hard to uproot everybody and then come back here. Because you're going to – he's a family man like like most of us are. Um, he's not going to play in Jacksonville and have his family live in Pittsburgh. That ain't going to work, right? So, uh, you know, uh, I thought it was going to work. I was excited to see it because his, his old D-line coach at the University of Cal – is uh, my boy who I went to high school with, Tosh Lupoy, who's the D-line coach for the Jags. And obviously, uh, Joe Cullen, who was his D-line coach with the Jags, is now the D.C. So it looked like it was going to be a good mix, but it happens sometimes. You can't wait to hear Joe yelling on the sidelines again. We're excited to <laughs> to get back to that. So, uh, Emoji, we got one more question. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and once again, as uh, we already said, you know, we are talking to MJD Maurice Jones-Drew of the Jacksonville Jaguars, or formerly of the Jacksonville Jaguars, NFL Network Analyst, and you can follow him on Twitter at MJD. Uh, So, MJD, man, I wanted to ask you, uh, you already talked on the draft a little bit, and I know you kind of, like, look into this heavily because you do mock drafts yourself, which we've seen, and I think you had us uh, taking Lawrence and Barmore in the first round. So that being said, like, who are some players that you think uh, the Jags should take uh, also in this draft, aside from those two names that I named? And uh, is it any guys that you're just high on just in general, uh, not necessarily for the Jags, but just a guy that you really, really like in the class? Yeah, so uh, I've had some talk. I know Bucky Brooks works with the Jags, and he's our resident scout here at the network. And uh, there's a kid that I believe is arguably the best He's, he's one of the top defensive players in the draft is Javon Holland out of Oregon. Uh, I had an opportunity to coach him in high school. Um, I've bigged him up a ton. If you watch his tape, there's no one like him in this draft. There's no one where he's played linebacker, he's played corner, he's played nickel, and he plays free safety, and he plays in the box of strong safety. And he excels at all that. Um, he, he gets interception, he makes big hits, he can sack the quarterback. He can blitz. He can play the run. Those guys don't grow on trees. And I saw that as a, as a junior in high school when I had the opportunity to coach him, how, how fluid he was and his football knowledge. Uh, that's, that's a guy that I, I always tell people, you need to, whoever gets him, and, I, and in my next mock draft, you'll see where he goes next. I have him going the first round as well. But uh, I think he's going to be a playmaker for years. He's going to play a long time in the National Football League. Uh, I think Jared Patterson out of Buffalo doesn't get a lot of credit for what he was able to do. And I think he played like six games this year or something like that. And he had the big game against Kent state. I know he's a smaller guy. He's not, he doesn't have like the four, three speed, but what he does have, he has great vision, great explosiveness. Um, contact balance is huge. This is a great, to be honest, this is a very deep class all around. I think from quarterbacks, Running backs, uh, the only class, I, I, tight ends, I think there's two or three guys. It's not as big as it's been in the past where you get George Kittle in the fifth round and things like that. Um, I think receivers very deep. Rondell Moore out of Purdue is a guy that um, I loved his uh, when he was at Purdue. He'd been banged up a little bit. Um, 
Defensive wise, I think there's whatever you want, they have it. You know, I think the game is starting to change a little bit with some of these tweener linebackers that can rush the quarterback, but also play the pass. Uh, but I, I told this, and I and I, I truly believe this: the safety position, because of Kyle Pitts and Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, the safety position is going to become so much more valuable because you're going to have to be able to cover these big receivers, pretty much. Like you, there's, and I'm gonna go on a tangent for two seconds, but I, I have to say this: there's no way on God's green earth that I'm covering Darren Waller with a safety or a linebacker because he's a six-six wide receiver that's what he was in college just because they say he's a tight end doesn't mean that I have to cover him like he's a tight end because he's not a tight end he's a receiver and so too many times defensive coordinators because they see the tight end position on there they're like oh we need to put a a, a linebacker or a safety on him well Darren Waller is going to destroy those guys Travis Kelsey they're going to destroy those guys you have to put a top-notch corner on there and I, I had an opportunity to talk to one of my buddies Gerald Alexander who is the DB coach uh, for the Miami Dolphins before the game, I was like, text him. I said, I don't know how you're going to cover Waller, but you may want to put Howard on him because he's that good. He goes, well, no, he's a tight end. I'm like, no, he was a receiver in college. That's when he came out as a receiver and the Baltimore Ravens moved him to tight end. So um, I think there's a lot of guys. Those are just some big name guys. Uh, I'm still watching the draft. I, I, I think um, I like both running backs from North Carolina. I think Najee Harris, who is from my hometown, is uh, the cream of the crop at running back. Again, maybe he's not a 4-4 blazer, but he's a workhorse, and he can run routes like Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. He can, he can run any route the receiver tree. He can do all that stuff. Very versatile in that aspect of it. Um, I, I, I just think that this is a – there's been some down draft classes. This is a big one because of the COVID situation, guys staying back, guys leaving, not working out. Um, this is going to be a great draft. Is this, this is a, if you hit on your picks in this draft, this is one of those draft classes that you can have like three or four hall of famers. And I personally feel like on one team and you can kind of get yourself back where you need to go. Yeah, man, I agree with so many points there. Um, especially what you said about how to cover these tight ends these days. Um, we've seen case in point, uh, while Todd Washington do a lot of things right in Jacksonville and a, a lot of people had gripes against him. Uh, one thing that we did see was Jalen Ramsey covering Ron, Rob Gronkowski in the uh, ALC Championship in 2017. Uh, that needs to be a trend. I agree with you in this league. And continuing on defensive backs, I mean, like what you said about Holland. I love Holland. It's funny you mentioned him because I mentioned him in the last podcast as somebody I would put in our next mock, perhaps. And uh, now to hear you say that, I'm probably definitely putting him in the mock. <laughs> um, that being said, though, man, like, yeah, the versatility that you said, I, I agree and to me, like, that kind of makes him a fit for the Jaguars because they're going to be multiple. Joe Cullen seems to be a guy that probably would like multiple type of defensive backs, as you as we've seen in Baltimore. Of course, I'm sure you've watched right. a lot of Baltimore stuff. So he, he fits them to that degree. And, I mean, the, the Ravens use a lot of different defensive backs. I don't think people, uh, people realize that, but they use a, a multiple set of defensive backs and kind of switch them around. And, uh, you know, Holland gives you that luxury. So... I don't know if you want to put him in the Jags mock, uh, the, the next mock you're going to do, put him at 25. But, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. You know what I'm saying? So um, oh, it's, it's, I've already finished my mock draft, but I think you when you look at it, you'll watch. You'll like it. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll definitely tune in. We'll retweet it for you as a matter of Yeah, it's coming out next week, so don't don't worry about it. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, we'll put it on Jags Wire for you for sure. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead, Phil. You had something you wanted to say in this? 
Yeah, no, that, that was pretty much it, guys. I, I really, uh, again, this has been uh, so exciting. I, again, MJD, thanks so, so much for putting putting aside the time, you know, with, with Jay and I being fans, but also covering the team. You know, there are moments where the journalism and the fandom get to intersect. And, you know, you're still very much loved around here, man. And, and you know, we thank you for everything that you do. We're excited to see, you know, you doing all these big things at the NFL Network. So, yeah, thank you so much for your time. And we hope to see you around here soon. So, you know, for good reasons, because things are getting getting exciting. So you stay safe and, and we hope to see you soon. <laughs> I appreciate it. And there's still, listen, there's still a lot of people that I talk to in the city. Uh, I love Jacksonville. Um just got a job out on the West Coast, you know, and I'm a West Coaster, yeah. so I had to stick with that. But my kids love Jacksonville. My family loves it. And uh, maybe we'll be back sooner than later. Absolutely. Man. Well, we will let you go again, guys. That's Maurice Jones, Drew, former Jaguar running back. You can find him on the NFL Network and on Twitter at MJD. Maurice, thanks so much again for the time. You stay safe. All right. No problem, guys. You do the same. I, I got to tell you guys, I'm so tired of buying these cheap sunglasses and either having them break right away or just losing them because I don't care. It's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canon. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code KANONCAST15 at Canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Canon, clearly better. Well, there you have it, folks. Again, shout out to Maurice Jones-Drew for giving us his time. And man, that was an absolute blast, Jay. And, you know, I, I as we were preparing for this interview, you know, and I tell you all the time how appreciative I am of you for bringing me along on this journey with you, you know, you've been through a lot in terms of the journalism game. And, and you, you, like I said, you were, you were, we talk about MJD being gracious. You've been gracious enough to bring me along for this ride with you and uh, to, to be able to talk to Mojo like that and interact with him was, uh, was a blast. So yeah, that was, that was awesome. That's, I guess that's really what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like, you know, I'm, I've always been a share the wealth type of guy. It's just my upbringing and, and whatnot. So, I mean, like, how much fun would this be if I did it by myself? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, what's the fun in that? So, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a crazy journey, man. I mean, the, the guests are only going to get, well, I don't know how you top MJD, but <laughs> I was right. about to say, the guests are only going to get better. But, uh, you know, may, maybe uh, that's that's as good as it's going to get. But we'll see, man. <laughs> Sorry, we peaked on on April 8th, 2021, so we peaked at Believe in the Jags. Don't tell Believe. They might uh <laughs> they might they might look for someone else. <laughs> so don't don't let Believe know. But uh April 8th, 2021, I'll mark it on our calendar, Jay. <laughs> right, right. Uh, we, we we'll try. We'll try and top this one. Uh, it's some other people out there that we we got a we got a long list of people that we want to work with. I don't know. Don't don't ask me if we'll fulfill that whole list or even get close to fulfilling it. But. Hey, if we get, you know, for every, you know, what is it? Nine or 10 people you reach out to and you get one. Yes. Then that works. Like I, I can speak to that over at the wait for it podcast. You know, some people I'll email, you know, some of these people and some of them get back to me. Most of them don't, but that one person that says I would love to come on. Hell yeah. Then that's a win. And, that, and that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely, uh, we've definitely learned that throughout the years i mean how many years we've been doing this since 2012 in terms of podcasting 
They met yeah. the blog talk radio. So Oof, that is bad quality too. I don't know if you've ever gone back and listened to those, but they are not good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're appreciative, uh, appreciative of, uh, you know, what they provided us with back then. But you know what I'm saying? Like, who knows? I think like what's going to end up happening is one of these big time podcasters is going to end up buying it and just like whole like revolutionizing it and upgrading it and all of that. But uh, that's another story for another time. Absolutely, guys. Well, that's it for this episode. Again, they're, they're, how are we, how do we even follow that up? We don't. We just kind of get out of here for, for the rest of the for the rest of the week and then come back again, bringing you guys the best Jacksonville Drag War content there is on the podcast airwave. So, Jay, anything you want to let the listeners know about to look forward to either on the Jaguars wire or, of course, here in the podcast. And then, you know, we'll get out of here for this week. No, nah, not really, man. We're just keeping track of who the Jags are meeting, of course. I think our list is up to 18 known players, uh, with the latest being Kadarius Tony. Uh, shout out to ESPN's uh, Jeremy Fowler, who uh, let that one out. And, uh, yeah, they'll be meeting with him soon. And, you know, we'll just continue to look at these mock drafts and follow the news. I mean, for the Jaguars, it's not going to be a lot of movement heading into the trap. Obviously, not with the first overall pick because, I mean, like, People will burn the city down, but um, <laughs> it's not going to be a lot of movement with the number 25th pick. I mean, I would assume. You never know. Um, the Jags, I mean, in theory, me and you have talked about this. In theory, the Jags could trade back from that pick and still fill a lot of needs because they have that many needs. So we'll keep an eye out on that. Um, keep an eye out on the meetings, as I said. We'll continue, you know, trying to get knock people off our list, as we said, in terms of the podcast and the guests and, uh, you know, get some draft-related guests on. We only got, what? two, three more weeks before the draft. So we'll try and do one more draft-related guest or two more draft-related guests. And, uh, yeah, that'll pretty much be it. And then, you know, the draft will be here, which we found out they're going to have an event for. I don't want to call it a party, but an event that'll host. call a party, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 6,000. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, 6,000 people yeah, 6, can 000 come. 6,000 people, not party. Yeah, whatever. Right. Call so that. that's a party, right? <laughs> a party to me is 10 people. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so let's call it what it is. They're going to have the draft party. So, uh, the season ticket holders that get to go to that, shout outs to them. But, uh, you know, of course, uh, I know I will be. Can't speak for Phil. I'll be stuck home covering it or covering it to some capacity from somewhere so no i'm not gonna go hang out with six thousand you can barely get me to hang out with six people let alone six thousand so i uh, even though even though by that time i will be fully vaxxed i get my my second dose of the vaccine on monday and then you know you're supposed to wait i guess three weeks i'm still not going to a party with six thousand people <laughs> i'll wait for that <laughs> i mean as as you know all of the stuff we're hearing about the vaccination and the positive stuff i'm not willing to test it out against six thousand people no, no, that's not going to be the first time I try it out, I, I guess, is what we're trying to say, you guys. But yeah, no, again, uh, a whole lot to look forward to. You know, uh, Jay is going to have, I, I believe, going to try to do another mock draft here this month before the, the final one. Or, of course, we'll we'll make sure to, to post uh, Maurice Jones-Drew's, uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, uh, his mock draft when it comes out next week. So we uh, keep an eye out for that. Of course, make sure you follow us on Twitter. On Believe in Jags Pod and at the Jaguars Wire as well. Uh, all of those links available there. We're also on Facebook for the Jaguars Wire too. So, uh, but that's that's pretty much it for this week, you guys. Again, thank you so much for listening. If you are enjoying the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave that five star review. Again, you can also find us on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. 
You can tweet the show at Believe in Jack's Pod and on Instagram at Believe in Jack's Pod. I will actually post a little bonus clip uh, that we uh, discussion we had with Mojo right after we, you know, we, we cut on, on the, the interview here. So make sure you guys go check that out. It was a really, really fun story that he told about Madden when his first year, his first season in the league. So go check that out. You can find me at Phil the Filipino, F-I-L-I-P-I-N-O, and Jay is over at Sports Grind underscore Don. So thank you guys so much for joining us right here on Believe in the Jaguars. Don't forget to not only believe in those Jaguars, but more importantly, believe in yourselves. We'll see you next time, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.